Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and it is day 80. Today, we're going to be reading through Numbers chapter 32 and chapter 33, verses 1 through 39, Luke chapter 4, verses 31 through 44, and chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, Psalm chapter 64, and Proverbs chapter 11, verse 22. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV. And our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. Numbers chapter 32. Now the people of Reuben and the people of Gad had a very great number of livestock. And they saw the land of Jazer and the land of Gilead. And behold, the place was a place for livestock. So the people of Gad and the people of Reuben came and said to Moses and to Eleazar the priest and to the chiefs of the congregation, Adaroth, Dibon, Jazer, Nimrah, Heshbon, Alela, Sebum, Nebo, and Baon. The land that the Lord struck down before the congregation of Israel is a land for livestock, and your servants have livestock. And they said, If we have found favor in your sight, let this land be given to your servants for a possession. Do not take us across the Jordan. But Moses said to the people of Gad and to the people of Reuben, Shall your brothers go to the war while you sit here? Why will you discourage the heart of the people of Israel from going over into the land that the Lord has given them? Your fathers did this when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to see the land. For when they went up to the valley of Eskol and saw the land, they discouraged the heart of the people of Israel from going into the land that the Lord had given them. And the Lord's anger was kindled on that day, and he swore, saying, Surely none of the men who came up out of Egypt, from twenty years old and upward, shall see the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, because they have not wholly followed me, none except Caleb the son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite, and Joshua the son of Nun, for they have wholly followed the Lord. And the Lord's anger was kindled against Israel, and he made them wander in the wilderness forty years." until all the generation that had done evil in the sight of the Lord was gone. And behold, you have risen in your father's place, a brood of sinful men, to increase still more the fierce anger of the Lord against Israel. For if you turn away from following him, he will again abandon them in the wilderness, and you will destroy all this people. Then they came near to him and said, We will build sheepfolds here for our livestock and cities for our little ones. But we will take up arms, ready to go before the people of Israel, until we have brought them to their place. And our little ones shall live in the fortified cities because of the inhabitants of the land. We will not return to our homes until each of the people of Israel has gained his inheritance. For we will not inherit with them on the other side of the Jordan and beyond, because our inheritance has come to us on this side of the Jordan to the east. So Moses said to them, If you will do this, if you will take up arms to go before the Lord for the war, and every armed man of you will pass over the Jordan before the Lord until he has driven out his enemies from before him, and the land is subdued before the Lord, then after that you shall return and be free of obligation to the Lord and to Israel, and this land shall be your possession before the Lord. But if you will not do so, behold, You have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. Build cities for your little ones and folds for your sheep, and do what you have promised. 
And the people of Gad and the people of Reuben said to Moses, Your servants will do as my Lord commands. Our little ones, our wives, our livestock, and all our cattle shall remain there in the cities of Gilead. But your servants will pass over. Every man who is armed for war, before the Lord to battle, as my Lord orders. So Moses gave command concerning them to Eleazar the priest and to Joshua the son of Nun, and to the heads of the fathers' houses of the tribes of the people of Israel. And Moses said to them, If the people of Gad and the people of Reuben, every man who is armed to battle before the Lord, will pass with you over the Jordan, and the land shall be subdued before you, then you shall give them the land of Gilead for a possession. However, if they will not pass over with you armed, they shall have possessions among you in the land of Canaan. And the people of Gad and the people of Reuben answered, What the Lord has said to your servants, we will do. We will pass over armed before the Lord into the land of Canaan, and the possession of our inheritance shall remain with us beyond the Jordan. And Moses gave to them, to the people of Gad and to the people of Reuben, and to the half-tribe of Manasseh the son of Joseph, the kingdom of Sihon king of the Amorites, and the kingdom of Og king of Bashan, the land and its cities with their territories, the cities of the land throughout the country. And the people of Gad built Dibon, Ateroth, Aror, Atroth Shofan, Jazer, Jogbeha, Beth Nimrah, and Beth Haran, fortified cities and folds for sheep. And the people of Reuben built Heshbon, Eliela, Kiriathiam, Nebol, and Belmaon. Their names were changed. And Sibma, and they gave other names to the cities that they built. And the sons of Machir, the son of Manasseh, went to Gilead and captured it, and dispossessed the Amorites who were in it. And Moses gave Gilead to Machir, the son of Manasseh, and he settled in it. And Jair, the son of Manasseh, went and captured their villages, and called them Havoth Jair. And Nobah went and captured Kenath and its villages, and called it Nobah, after his own name. Numbers chapter 33, verses 1 through 39. These are the stages of the people of Israel, when they went out of the land of Egypt by their companies under the leadership of Moses and Aaron. Moses wrote down their starting places, stage by stage, by command of the Lord, and these are their stages according to their starting places. They set out from Ramses in the first month, on the fifteenth day of the first month. On the day after the Passover, the people of Israel went out triumphantly in the sight of all the Egyptians, while the Egyptians were burying all their firstborn, whom the Lord had struck down among them. On their gods also the Lord executed judgments. So the people of Israel set out from Ramses and camped at Succoth. And they set out from Succoth and camped at Etham, which is on the edge of the wilderness. And they set out from Etham and turned back to Pihaharath, which is east of Belzephon. And they camped before Migdal. And they set out from before Hahirath and passed through the midst of the sea into the wilderness. And they went a three days journey in the wilderness of Etham and camped at Marah. And they set out from Marah and came to Elam. At Elam there were twelve springs of water and seventy palm trees, and they camped there. And they set out from Elam and camped by the Red Sea. And they set out from the Red Sea and camped in the wilderness of Sin. And they set out from the wilderness of Sin and camped at Dovkah. And they set out from Dovkah and camped at Alush. And they set out from Alush and camped at Rephidim, 
where there was no water for the people to drink. And they set out from Rephidim and camped in the wilderness of Sinai. And they set out from the wilderness of Sinai and camped at Kibroth Hatava. And they set out from Kibroth Hatava and camped at Hazaroth. And they set out from Hazaroth and camped at Rithmah. And they set out from Rithmah and camped at Rimon Perez. And they set out from Rimon Perez and camped at Libna. And they set out from Libna and camped at Risa. And they set out from Risa and camped at Kihilatha. And they set out from Kihilatha and camped at Mount Shefer. And they set out from Mount Shefer and camped at Harada. And they set out from Harada and camped at Makaloth. And they set out from Makaloth and camped at Tehath. And they set out from Tehath and camped at Terah. And they set out from Terah and camped at Mithkah. And they set out from Mithkah and camped at Hashmanah. And they set out from Hashmanah and camped at Moseroth. And they set out from Moseroth and camped at Benijakin. And they set out from Benijakin and camped at Horhagadad. And they set out from Horhagadad and camped at Jotbathah. And they set out from Jotbathah and camped at Abrona. And they set out from Abrona and camped at Ezion Geber. And they set out from Ezion Geber and camped in the wilderness of Zin, that is, Kadesh. And they set out from Kadesh and camped at Mount Hor, on the edge of the land of Edom. And Aaron the priest went up Mount Hor at the command of the Lord and died there. In the fortieth year after the people of Israel had come out of the land of Egypt, on the first day of the fifth month. And Aaron was one hundred and twenty-three years old when he died on Mount Hor. Luke chapter 4, verses 31 through 44. And he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and he was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word possessed authority. And in the synagogue there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, Ha! What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him down in their midst, he came out of him, having done him no harm. And they were all amazed and said to one another, What is this word? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And reports about him went out into every place in the surrounding region. And he arose and left the synagogue and entered Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was ill with a high fever, and they appealed to him on her behalf. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she rose and began to serve them. Now when the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak, because they knew that he was the Christ. And when it was day, he departed and went into a desolate place. And the people sought him and came to him, and would have kept him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well, for I was sent for this purpose. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake. 
But the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Psalm chapter 64 Hear my voice, O God, in my complaint. Preserve my life from dread of the enemy. Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the throng of evildoers, who wet their tongues like swords, who aim bitter words like arrows, shooting from ambush at the blameless, shooting at him suddenly and without fear. They hold fast to their evil purpose. They talk of laying snares secretly, thinking, Who can see them? They search out injustice, saying, We have accomplished a diligent search. For the inward mind and heart of a man are deep. But God shoots his arrow at them. They are wounded suddenly. They are brought to ruin with their own tongues turned against them. All who see them will wag their heads. Then all mankind fears. They tell what God has brought about and ponder what he has done. Let the righteous one rejoice in the Lord and take refuge in Him. Let all the upright in heart exult. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 22. Like a gold ring and a pig's snout is a beautiful woman without discretion. Let's pray. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And today I'll lift up our listeners and my prayer for them is that you would move in their lives in such a unique way today that it would be undeniable that you would just move in different situations and circumstances among their own lives, their families, and reveal yourself. God, I pray that by your Holy Spirit, you would draw us closer and closer to you. Let us be conformed to the image of Christ, that we would look like him, walk like him, talk like him. God, we love you so much. Thank you for the cross. We thank you for the resurrection. Thank you for the hope of eternity. Let us experience the presence of your Holy Spirit. We love you. We ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Today for our devotional, I want to do something a little bit different. We're going to look in verse 23 of Numbers chapter 32. The people of Gad and Reuben had come to Moses and they had this proposition. I can go into the details of that. You can read that or you've already heard me share about that in our very complicated reading today out of chapter 33. Help me, Lord. In verse 23, Moses says this to them, But if you will not do so, behold, you have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. That little phrase, be sure your sin will find you out. Today, 
We're afraid of that word sin. We don't like to hear it mentioned in many of our churches. We pretend like it doesn't exist. We explain it away, even though it's here in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. But he says this, be sure your sin will find you out. I want to remind you, remind myself, that we can be sure of this, is that our sin will find us out. When Jesus went to the cross, he didn't go to the cross just because, you know, it was a really good idea. It's because we were so sinful. We needed redemption. We needed forgiveness. We needed salvation. And when we make light of sin, we make light of the sacrifice of Jesus on that cross. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, for he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. You can explain away sin. You can try to blame shift your sin away. You can minimize it. But I think it would be better if we would recognize it and expose it before it exposes us and finds us out before God. His eyes are already open to all. His ears are open. He sees all. He hears all. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I need to keep on reading. Let me read verse 10. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Let me keep reading chapter two, verses one and two, and I promise that's all. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. This is good news. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. What's he doing? He is interceding for you and I. He is our advocate. Let's go ahead and own up to our sin, expose it, confess it, so we can be forgiven and cleansed from all unrighteousness. What a great opportunity. What a great blessing for us, right? I hope you've enjoyed today's devotional. If you did, make sure you share it with a family member or a friend. We're at close to 50 countries now that the Bible 365 podcast is being downloaded in. That is so awesome. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you tomorrow with Day 81.